0: Researchers at the State University of New York's College of Environmental Science and Forestry want to spread genetically engineered chestnut trees into the wild. First, they must gain approval from the United States Department of Agriculture. Ann Peterman warns that approval of the plan is not only dangerous, but will open the door for the use of GE trees in industrial tree plantations. Such plantations are already having devastating social and economic impacts around the world. Peterman argues that adding GE trees will make them even more destructive. Uh, My name is Ann Peterman. I am the executive director of Global Justice Ecology Project, and I am also the international coordinator for the campaign to stop genetically engineered trees.
1: You say that the work to create a blight-tolerant or blight-resistant genetically engineered American chestnut tree is not about restoring the forest at all, but about opening the door to other genetically engineered trees, designed for industrial plantations. Can you explain what you are talking about?
0: That's correct. So yeah, first of all, you you cannot restore to a forest a tree that has never existed there before. And the genetically engineered American chestnut tree has never existed in the forest before. We have no idea what it's going to do over time. So so saying that's forest restoration is, is nonsense. Um, but the real reason for the American chestnut tree is that industry has been experiencing vast opposition to genetically engineered trees for decades, um, all the way from individual level to the international level, the institutional level. So the United Nations, for example, in 2008 passed a decision warning countries of the dangers of genetically engineered trees and urging them not to plant them. The Forest Stewardship Council and other forest certification bodies will not allow genetically engineered trees to be certified as sustainable. They're banned. Um, The European Union will not allow the use of or importation of genetically engineered trees. This is something that has been Uh, a big problem for the timber industry and the biotechnology industry for a long time. And they've been searching for that perfect GE tree that will allow them to get around that public opposition. And they believe that they have found that in the genetically engineered American chestnut tree, this majestic, iconic tree that was lost to an introduced blight and overlogging. I don't believe that that's the case. I think people will see through this. But that's their plan, is to push forward this tree, this, other, this new GE tree, to pave the way for their industrial plantations of poplars, pines, and eucalyptus designed expressly for corporate profit.
1: Who are some of the corporations that have been behind the development of the genetically engineered American chestnut tree?
0: There have been quite a few corporations behind the genetically engineered American chestnut tree, the same ones that are behind the other GE trees. Um, Monsanto uh, has been has lent a lot of technical advice and other assistance to the GE tree as well as you know some money. Um, Duke Energy has put in quite a bit of money through the Forest Health Initiative. Arborgen, which is the world's largest genetically engineered tree company, had put in a half over half a million dollars, as well as quite a lot of technical assistance. In fact, one of the other GE chestnut trees um, that is being pursued is called the Hinchy One, and Hinchy was actually the last name of their lead scientist, Maud Hinchy. So, yeah, they named a tree. The researchers named a tree after Arborgen's lead scientist. That's how much they were involved. Then other companies, International Paper um, is involved with Arborgen. Midwest Vaco, another timber company, is involved with Arborgen, as well as the U.S. Forest Service. So, yeah, it's it, there's been a whole bunch of industries that have either directly um, supported this through money or technical advice or have supported it in other ways. Midwest Mako has talked about, you know, what an ideal tree this is to get the public to accept genetically engineered trees. It's, it's, they've, uh, industry has largely embraced this as the perfect tree for them.
1: I would a company focused on developing industrial tree plantations in the United States and around the globe be helping develop a genetically engineered American chestnut tree.
0: Well, that's a great question. Um, The GE American chestnut is being sold as a tool for quote-unquote conservation. And this is is something that industry is very interested in, not just in the U.S., but globally. If they can sell this idea of genetically engineered trees as a tool for green purposes, such as natural climate solutions or nature for business, as it's called, or the bioeconomy You know, they can open the door to huge markets for genetically engineered trees that is specifically designed to enable the unsustainable lifestyles of the world's 1% in the face of looming ecological catastrophe. So they want trees that can manufacture, um, that can be used to manufacture energy. Plastics, chemicals um, that they can burn for electricity, that they can do, you know, just all of these different things under the guise of green technology. But really, what they're talking about is massively increasing the demand for wood and GE trees fit into that perfectly. So, using the genetically engineered chestnut as a tool for quote unquote conservation opens all those doors for them and they're very excited about that.
1: Do you know of any examples of that?
0: Yes, absolutely. Not GE tree plantations, because there's only the only place in the world where GE trees were grown on a large scale was China. But certainly the impacts of industrial tree plantations, um, I've seen them personally, and the organization has worked on them in Chile, for example, in Brazil, in South Africa, and even in the U.S. South, uh, where there's vast loblolly pine plantations. But in Chile, for example, we've done quite a lot of work with the Mapuche people. They're the indigenous people in Chile. And they have um, experienced incredible uh, devastation because of eucalyptus and pine plantations in their territories. And interestingly, in Chile, Brazil, and South Africa, the tree plantations came into being under the dictatorships or the military juntas in those countries. So where you have authoritarian regimes, tree plantations follow. That's a pretty interesting trend. And uh, it's because the land is stolen from the people who live there, the land is stolen from the rural communities, the small farmers, the indigenous peoples, and given over to the timber companies for these vast plantations. Uh, and it, they're, um, they're a nightmare. You can't even imagine what they look like. They're just completely devoid of any other vegetation, any wildlife, any birds, insects, nothing, um, with the exception of uh, some of the eucalyptus plantations that get invaded by damaging insects, which is why they use a lot of toxic chemicals on them. But there, there are these vast, they call them green deserts in Brazil, and I think that's a very apt name for them because they nothing else will grow in them. They have their even-aged monocultures of eucalyptus trees and nothing else grows there. It's, it's, it's horrifying.
1: So if you were going to tell someone why they should not support the use of genetically engineered American chestnuts in forest restoration, what would you say?
0: Well, it comes down to the fact that if you love wild forests, you have to stand up against genetically engineered trees and you have to stand up against the genetically engineered American chestnut. It's a red herring. It's not about forest restoration, it's not about bringing back this majestic tree to the forest. Uh, First of all, the GE chestnut has never before existed in the forest, and you certainly cannot restore a species to a forest that has never existed there before. So you've got that problem. But more to the point, the GE American chestnut sets a devastating precedent that GE trees are okay as long as they're used for green purposes. And as I said before, this opens the door to all of this, all of these um, uses for wood, for ethanol, textiles, plastics, et cetera, chemicals uh, that are perfect, perfect excuses for genetically engineered trees because they have to unlock the sugars in the trees to be able to manufacture those things. and it's very difficult to do in trees that have not been engineered for reduced lignin, for example. Um, That's not to say they're having success with reduced lignin trees. It's a very complicated technology. But regardless, they would like to. They would like to have plantations of GE trees that they can use for all of these green quote unquote purposes. But what it really means, what it comes down to is massive tree plantations all over the planet, uh, communities being displaced, forests being destroyed. It's bad for the forest. It's bad for people. It's bad for the planet but it's great for the GE tree industry. I guess I would just add that, you know, forests globally are falling at record rates and massively increasing the demand for wood, even if it's for these so-called green purposes threatens them further and if it provides more excuse for genetically engineered trees then, you know, we really have to stand up against that. We have to say no to GE trees and we have to understand that GE trees are not good for forests.